0: Gowda, good morning, welcome into the show, Aotearoa, my name is Daniel McCarty, let's have a roll call, are you present, Kempe? I am,
1: I am Dan, good morning, mate, yes, ever-present, that's my, that's ever my pre- middle
0: name, ever-present. Omnipresent. <laughs> he is everywhere, had a monster day yesterday, but he's back, fighting fit, is uh, Kempe. Neeps, are you present?
2: Yes, present, Mr. McCarty, present. E- excellent, jokes by Joe? Billy alive, at present's...
0: <laughs> right, there's obviously a story in there somewhere Did you get up to something last night?
3: Uh, yeah, well I went on a date And you know, I went out with a, an Irish lass And uh, I, I insisted that we go for a Guinness We, we did not initially And then I didn't even know she was Irish um, And then I was like "Oh, We might as well go for a few Guinnesses And one turn into two And it was a great night though She's, she's lovely He's,
0: He sounds very sprightly this morning be Because we all know a night on the Guinnesses <laughs> <laughs> The Guinnesses could go wrong and I don't think Guinness can go pear-shaped quickly. If
1: you've seen Joe, they like quickly's... I don't think that's a word in Joe's life. It's like supersonic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that. Welcome to your Thursday morning of sport. We are through to 9am. You are listening to Daniel and Kimby for breakfast. Thanks to Kimba's Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. We've got a great show lined up for you. After 7 o'clock, um, a multifaceted chat. Because there's quite a strong uh, topic that has uh, read its head in the last 24 hours, uh, but while well, we also have a regular feature on this uh, the show, don't we, uh, Kimpy? More than just an athlete, we're going to catch up with Sarah Cowley-Ross, Ross, uh, who is a former Olympian turned sport and wellness advocate. That's such an important topic in of itself, but I'm sure Sarah Kelly Ross can offer an opinion or two on news that um, New Zealand has put their hand up. I'm sure, how high the hand is up, Kimpy? Hand is raised, sort of nervously maybe back in the, in the back of the classroom, as you might have been, um, going, yeah, we're quite keen on hosting a Commonwealth Games. Again, is it, is it right, Dan, that the last Commonwealth Games was the one they had at Mount
1: Smart? Yeah, 1990. It's, it, you know, you guys think that's a long time ago. Were you born in 1990, Neeps?
2: No, nah, I was uh, 10 years unconceived. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, mate, I was playing a test match in 1990 <laughs> on Mount Smart.
1: So, um, yeah. Look, that was really interesting news coming out there yesterday about that um, Com games, And not first thing I thought about was where would you run it? Um, and would it, would it be around the country? Because I think down in Christchurch, might be um, places to go, or Wellington, maybe. I got no idea. I got no idea. That's the first thing I thought about was, yeah. if, if you're going to have it, and it's twenty thirty four, I know it's at ten years away,
0: long enough to even if you're going to build something. Um, oh, we have such a great track record of building sporting facilities quickly <laughs> and smartly <laughs> and cost efficiently in this country, don't we? Don't we? Well, well, we can host it at your waterfront stadium that you have in Auckland, don't 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 we?
4: Well, wait, wait, because that
0: was built, was it? That's that's exactly right. That's why <laughs> you asked. Is ten
1: years long enough to uh, <laughs> to put? I, I guess put your line in the sand and say, right, get digging.
0: Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit more detail in just a moment or two uh, because there are lots of questions around it. Um, we've also got our Cowan White question of the day that relates to the Commonwealth Games. As far as what else is coming up in the show, uh, the Chiefs uh, look unstoppable at the moment. Seven wins from seven in Super Rugby. Kempe, they've won four of those games against New Zealand sides. They've been in all of uh, you know the traditional New Zealand-based sides. Uh, so we're going to go inside the Chiefs camp with a man who's also been in the news. He's extended his stay at the Chiefs up until 2026, if I'm not mistaken. He's the man in charge. He's the head coach, Clayton McMillan, um, rising from his sickbed to join the show. Looking forward to catching up with him, aren't we?
1: We are, and uh, there's a few, a few rising from their sickbed that talked to us. We had Tomari Tam- Martin rise from his, uh, fresh out of hospital with a new plate in his, in his leg. Um, broken leg that he picked up at the Warriors, and yeah, these guys—they they just love coming on the show. Then breakfast show—they do, mate. Six o'clock in the morning, wake up, boys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wake up, happy days. Robbie Patterson's going to join us as well. We will uh, speak uh, about how many uh, Kiwi trainers looking to take their horses to the warmer shores of Queensland. Um, maybe we can join them. Um, we being—I'm only here for two more days. Uh, the guy who normally sits in this chair. Is returning, I assume, at some stage. I, I think we are going to catch up with some guy called Izzy Dagg at some stage today, are we? We're heading to the south of France, Kempi. I oh, know. The boys have uh, the boys have pulled off a scoop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Man joins his own show. That's it. <gasps> He's coming on. It's unbelievable work the boys put in yesterday to get him on. He's some south of France, cruising around in a yacht.
0: <laughs> oh, fantastic. Joe, jo, what sort of mood was he in?
3: Yeah, very very happy. Apparently, he's in uh, Notre Dame at the moment.
0: There's a home wow. of beavers.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's having a great time. Uh, look, have you been following his Instagram? Lots of uh, lots of play. You know, before he left, he was like, "This is I'm not. I don't want to go. This is going to be hard work. It's going to be miserable." Oh yeah, yeah, right, mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jokes by Joe. <laughs> former <laughs> athletes, so. eh? Straight former athletes. It. Is it a donut? Hey, Mike King. Is it a donut, then? I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm good at shoving knives in people's back, aren't I, Joe? Uh, I can't do it to Izzy. You know, his face is still on the wall. Uh, last time I checked, uh, if Kempi turns around, Izzy's screaming at him? Yeah. Uh, so we'll catch up with him after eight o'clock. So we've got a great show lined up for you. But to that point about the Commonwealth Games, if you're unaware. Uh, 1990 was indeed the last time we held uh, a Commonwealth Games, but the New Zealand Olympic Committee is interested in hosting the 2023 Commonwealth Games. Uh, Their chief executive, uh, Nikki Nichols, says they have advised the Commonwealth Games Federation that they are interested in exploring a New Zealand Commonwealth Games. But uh, we want to be very clear, this concept is about a nation, not a city. She said and we're looking to develop a game that would help achieve nationwide goals and engage young and diverse communities in sports. She uh, reiterated its first step and it's going to be a lengthy process and they are really committed and really excited. Um, the Minister for Sport and Recreation, Grant Robinson, uh, says the government is welcoming the interest. Uh, we do respect uh, the economic environment we're in. Um, Nichols also mentioned, and I think that's a challenge for us to come up with a model that is fiscally responsible but can also showcase the best for our athletes and best of New Zealand. So that was uh, Minister Grant Robinson. Uh, news and of itself, it seems there's bipartisan support. National um, have given the thumbs up. Uh, but but the big question, whenever you think about hosting games like this, Kimpe, um is logistics and what comes out of that cost, right? Cost. We've all heard the terrible stories. But... Th- The the pin-up poster child for poorly run Commonwealth Games would have to be Delhi in 2010 in India. Uh, The estimated cost to the um, to putting on those games was 11 billion US, uh, according to Business Today magazine. Uh, That's slightly more than the initial budget estimated by the Indian Olympic Association uh, seven years earlier at 250 million US. That's quite, a, that's quite a budget it's blowout, quite isn't quite it? <laughs> $10.75 billion more. Uh, much has changed, though, since 2010, and I do remember around that where there were robust conversations about, should we put our hand up again? The Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, 2022, uh, was backed by $1.55 billion of public funding from the government. Um uh, and I think of the 1.55 billion the government stumped up about 1.2 of that Gempi. so that was a significant um, you know help that they received. But a recent study showed the games contributed at least 1.74 billion to the UK economy. Um, and we could actually go back further and look at 2002, 2006, skipping out Delhi. So then 2014, 2018, um, Price Waterhouse Coopers um, had estimated that. For every dollar spent on operating costs, games, venues, athletes, villages, all those sort of things, that um, the the games generated two U.S. dollars for every uh, dollar spent. So it, it can be done. It can be done if you're fiscally responsible and sensible. Uh, but it's going to take it's going to take a lot. You, the 2026 um, Commonwealth Games we all know is in Victoria, and the Victorian state government has allocated 2.6 million dollars, uh, billion dollars. To deliver the Commonwealth Games there. I think that's really designed, Kempi, to um, get the athletics venue up, which mm. I don't know exactly where it's being held. Excuse my ignorance. It might be something like Eureka Stadium, which I know very little about. I think that's going through quite a, a big development, but I, I think they're going to do major infrastructure works to highways connecting cities, so there'll be long lasting sort of uh, benefits to that. Uh, so, yeah, there's always cost involved. Uh, but times have changed, Kempi. Uh, under the new rules um, for the Commonwealth Games, the Commonwealth Games Federation requires you to host only two sports, gu- guaranteed two sports. Athletics and swimming must be there, and then you can tailor your own program and take it out uh, of town. Yeah, so, so we can, as um, Nicky Nickel pointed out, you know, bring in the likes of um, rowing, uh, canoe sport. Th- those uh, those sports that don't often feature at Commonwealth Games that we might have facilities already for a history of competing well in. Uh, so, yeah, compared to 10, 15 years ago when I started having these debates, it seems far more, you know, reasonable to think we could do it, right? More logical, yeah. That you can,
1: well, of course, the big sports, the rowing, we've got, you know, obviously, a pedal there. You've got the velodrome down in Cambridge for the cycling, if you wanted to put that in. Uh, of course, you've got all the, the football fields here for sevens, which would be a, a, be a part of it. So you'd get some pretty good sports. And what about sailing? out in the, the city of sales out there in the Wata-mata.
0: um Oh, they'd have to put that in. They have would to have put, to put that in. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think I think we've got the playground. What about the stadium for the yeah. athletics? Like, where are we going to do that?
0: That's, that's the well, only Where problem. would the athletics where would the athletics and swimming go? Well, you'd think There's a pause there because we're not sure maybe this could be our can't wait question of the day. Uh, what can't would we hope wait question of the day? Oh! I always forget there's a sting there. <laughs> I think I would have learnt by now. you think I would have learnt by now. So, what sport should we hold? <laughs> What's. Yeah, yeah you drop me if you're a coach. You're not learning, mate. Not again. You're not learning. Not again. You're not again. You're, you're every, not day, every
1: day, every <laughs> day, the same conversation at the same time. Dan, come on. Pick
0: your game up. <laughs> Lift your game, man. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll go ahead and hard look at myself. So what sports should we include in 2020, uh, 2034? And where would they be held? That's our can't wait question of the day. Go on, the ever-knowing audience of SCNZ. Let us know. The ever-knowing Izzy and Kempe for breakfast crew, double eight, double three on the bed post text machine. Uh, what sports would you like to see? And where could we ho- hold them? And specifically, athletics and swimming, I- I'm at a loss, you know. I- I- I'll jokingly say, whack-, whack a track on Sky Stadium, mate. because you <laughs> imagine track and field and a howling suddenly? How uh, fantastic would that be to watch? What about javelin thrown? <laughs> well, javelins would go backwards into the crowd. <laughs> But they could run that they could run the hundred metres in seven seconds. You know? Going downwind. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, I'm, so, I'm, so I'm, where, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking where would where we do would the you athletics?
1: Put it? Oh Yeah. I don't know I don't know, Dan, with all that all that money you were talking about before and the, the two billion here and the eleven billion blowout and you know what it costs to yeah. actually put it on and you're getting a dollar back for every dollar spent. Um, two dollars it said Two dollars Well geez, two, Yeah two you know, would, you, would you think that the government And Auckland would Probably come together and build that Finally build that stadium on the water I don't know That's be a s- very good question Like if you're mm. spending a billion dollars You can throw
0: a stadium in there surely <laughs> just, throw, <laughs> just, just throw a stadium in there Just throw it in Mate you must be amazing at giving Christmas gifts <sighs>
2: Oh,
1: names are still going on about Invercargill.
2: Mate, I'm in Dunedin now, but what about Forsyth Bar with the roof? No wind, uh, that, I reckon that'd be a, fa- a fantastic athletics uh, venue.
0: Mm, slight issue, it needs to be 400 metres uh, oh, in a circle. Yeah. It? I was I mean going to say they're gonna uh, they've got to do eight
1: laps for 100.
2: Yeah, they've got
0: the extra room out the back though yeah. as
2: well where, the, where, the, um, where one of the stands collapses and goes back. So there is extra room, but it would probably be too narrow, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, basically under under your premise, I think about 200 metres of the track would be inside the stadium, and 200 would be outside of the stadium, which would be novel, which would be interesting. Not not the greatest spectator sport uh, sporting <laughs> venue, I, I would have thought. Uh, but in all seriousness, like where would we host the athletics? You wouldn't need an enormous stadium. I th- I, you know, the one in um, Victoria, I think, is only going to be around about, I hope I'm right, between 10 and 15,000. So you're not looking for, you know, 60,000, you know, birds nears Beijing type thing. Um, so let us know on double eight double three on the Temper bird post text machine. Uh, what sports could we host uh, if we hosted a Commonwealth Games? And where would those sports be? And uh, especially uh, the athletics and swimming, because you've got to host athletics and swimming. They, they are the, the marquee events of the Commonwealth Games, and the Commonwealth Games Federation um, says those two sports must be at every Commonwealth Games. Uh, Kemp, his oh, mind's working overtime. I can it see is. the steam coming out of his ears. Going, mm. it's an interesting one, isn't it? Well,
1: I'm, try, I'm trying. I'm trying to think about where, sure. would you, where would you, we would just swim because even the Millennium over here on the shore, I don't think it's big enough to house anyone. You know, was the pool even long enough for them to? Because it's got to be 50 metres long. You just, I think, Dan, the problem that you got over here is you have to build something, um, whether it's on an existing piece of green space or um, from from scratch. I think it's a, I think with on that on that alone, I think that's a great idea
0: for Auckland. Uh we need more swimming space. That that is clear. Smith actually touched on this the other day. Might have been yesterday, in fact. Um you know, Lewis Clearburt, our you know, star of the last game of games, struggles to get into the pool in Wellington. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. there's not enough space. There's crazy. not enough space. Yeah. Um so were they building one in Christchurch? Well they're building still ignorance.
1: But with, with, alongside the stadium, I'm not too yeah, sure. With, they doing an, were they doing an
0: aquatic? That, that, that shows my um, utter ignorance to what's going on as far as the, the Christchurch rebuild. Um, people in Christchurch, please tell me. But uh, to our sporting audience around the country, let us know what sports could we should we include and uh, where would they be housed and homed for a potential Commonwealth Games in 2020, 2034? seems so long. He's so far away, 2034. That's our can't wait question of the day. Uh, let us know on the tempered post text machine. You're listening to Daniel and Kimpy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, The Real House of Fragrance. We will be back after this.
5: Tables outstanding. I've got to
1: say, I think we're pinching off our real great talents too early in this country
6: catch smithy this morning from nine on scnz
2: every time the magic and the mystics face off you know it's going to go down to the wire this is deja vu anz premiership magic versus mystics live 4pm sunday on scnz hurry into chemist warehouse and find a massive 40 percent off the wagner
0: vitamin range you're listening to izzy and kempy for breakfast on scnz 25 and a half minutes after 6 a.m., Thursday, the 20th of April 2023. This is Daniel and Kempi for breakfast. Call anytime on the Kennard's Higher Phone line that is 0800 Or you can text us on the Temper Bed Post Text Machine, double 833 Temper Bed Posts. Range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. Our can question of the day what uh, sport should we host at the 2034 Commonwealth Games if we were to host it of course and where should we house the sports uh, the text line is lighting up Lammy starting us off in very fine form he wants pole dancing lol <laughs> yeah Lam-
1: come on Lammy keep it clean from P naughty um, look I think uh, another sport too Dan that we should be thinking about if they do bring it to New Zealand because we've got so many good surf breaks is put surfing in it you know, down at Raglan, yes. down at Taranaki, you know, you could go down to St. Clair, even even go, you know, yes. Sumner Beach, just to name a few. There's another one here, Mount Monganui would host a great event, swimming and running events take place on the beach, as well as surfing. So the swimming program would be in the ocean. So we're gonna to have to change them from going out of the stadium yeah. to ocean ocean hundred meter, four hundred meter medleys. <laughs> that would
0: that would make for quite interesting viewing. <laughs> completely reshaping the sport. Uh, if you're going to go, if you're going to go crazy like that, why not house the swimming and cook straight? Um, yeah, good luck. Good luck to all the athletes. Uh, that would be fun. Or straight. You know, for the sailing, <laughs> that, that would be there. rather. Um, yeah, let's get out there. Jubilee pools on Pukekohe is 50 meter. Uh, right someone here. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, athletics at Narpuni, why swimming at Metro Sport, both in Christchurch. Uh, thank you very much. Speaking of Christchurch, in- indeed, uh, Neeps has done some uh, research, and of course there is a big facility that is indeed being built in Christchurch. It will be the uh, the largest of its sort, the largest aquatic and indoor sports facility of its kind in New Zealand. It will feature a 10-lane, 50-metre pool, seating for more than 1,000 people, a diving pool, a nine-lane indoor sports courts, and most importantly, five hydro slides. I love a hydra slide. Yeah, just so you I finish,
1: absolutely just finished we' you finish your 100 meter gold medal race
0: and go jump on the slides go <laughs> only, only, only fantastic
1: is, do some bombs
0: <laughs> yeah the the only slight issue of this um and this story is now a little bit dated so it might have blown out even more but uh, almost a year ago a, a story appeared that the uh, original cost had blown out from 16 million to 317 million wow, wow, wow tendering wow.
1: for that yeah. yes you've got the tender <laughs> You've got <laughs> the tender.
0: It's sixteen million
1: dollars. Thank you very much. You can get the first bill. It's three hundred and seventeen dollars. Seven three hundred and seventeen million dollars.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Did, did we bring in the people who organise the Delhi Commonwealth Games to do that one? <sighs> oh. uh, that, that, that's a budge out like the the Delhi Games in two thousand and ten. Craig wants swimming in the Waitamata Harbour. Yeah.
1: Mate, I'll tell you. What, I'm just
0: detecting we want to put athletes through pain. Of course, it's got blowing a gale, game. blowing a gale
1: down there, white caps in the in the inner harbour with the big boats coming through, and yes, our Commonwealth Games
0: with lanes right down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Steve, thank you for adding some sense and sensibility. There is an Olympic quality pool being built in Christchurch. Should be ready next year. Google Metro Sports Centre Christchurch. Thank you. So it's uh, Metro Sports Centre. And Christchurch uh, is the official name by the sounds. Keep your thoughts coming in as far as uh, what sports we could host um, and where we would host them. Um, a bit of gumboot throwing? We need some quintessential Kiwi, Kiwi sports in there, don't we? Yeah. A boat race? Yeah. Can we... I'm not talking sailing.
1: Do you boys ever – Neeps, you guys ever have a crack at gumboot throwing?
2: I mean, I did it back at my primary school – like sports day. Thought I did pretty good. You know, I got a good few meters on it, but yep. you know, never never competitively competitive. Joe, you'd be a gumboot thrower.
3: No, no. Athletics isn't really my uh, strong suit. Campaign. Really? Yeah, yeah. I can't run, throw, jump. It's it's a questionable why I work at a sports radio station. But yeah. No. So if you were an athlete, you'd be a jellyfish. I think so.
0: I don't know. I <laughs>
3: Oh, walking? I could walk. <laughs>
0: More to the point, considering, um, you know, he basically told us he doesn't like the regions of New Zealand yesterday, um, that, that he's a city slicker. Does he even own gumboots? I bet you he doesn't own gumboots. Never touched a gumboot in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, well, you're gonna No, to get it no, shock, it. There. no shock there. No shock there. Uh, it's bottom of the hour, six thirty. It's time to head off to the news. Uh, Kimmy's quiz is coming up later this hour before seven o'clock. We'll talk about the Commonwealth Games and uh, in our more than just an athlete segment with uh, Sarah Kelly Ross after seven a.m. But keep your thoughts coming through. We're having great fun with them already. Double eight, double three on the Timber Beard Post text machine. Uh, here's Ottawa though with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. <music> News, 28 minutes away from 7am, Daniel and Kempi for breakfast here on SENZ, the home of the Ashes. How exciting is that? The Ashes coming to our airwaves. A massive uh, cricketing uh, series. Can't wait for that one. No sleep coming for me, (laughs) Kempi, being the cricket nerd that I am, I'll be uh, watching that. Craig uh, has entered the spirit of our Can't Wait Question of the Day on double eight double three. What Commonwealth Games event uh, should we host in 2034 and where? Uh, here's an answer to the second part of that question, but he's just suggested Lego. Yeah. He wants a Lego competition.
1: You, well, uh, i got to say, we are a mad Lego country. There's uh, <laughs> Lego everywhere, wherever you go. You, you must have Lego dents on the bottom of your foot.
0: Mate, I do, mate. There's nothing more painful <laughs> no. than standing on Lego. Who inv- who invented that?
1: Like, I seriously, know. they
0: had no idea. Some. Some dick. <laughs> basically. Putting everyone in hospital. I <laughs> oh no. And, and I must admit I have colourful language when I stand on yeah. toys. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately, my four-year-old is starting to copy. But he has a, an amazing ability to drop in the F-bomb at the perfect time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's an Olympic sport. The timing of it. I thought of another Olympic sport then. What about slot racing for horses? They have 10 heats, and each winner with the fastest sectional gets into a slot race at the end, and the fastest sectionals
0: get the best, best draws in the gate. So you're not racing to win in a race. You're, you're racing to go well, as fast as you possibly you put,
1: can. You put, yeah, well, you put the jockeys on the horses. You know yeah. what I mean? So Chris Waller, J-Mac, and, you know... Animo come over and they go through a heat, a quarter, a semi, and a final. I don't know.
0: Would be good at that. Would be good, right? Would, would have Would have a good lineup. I like this. Double eight, double three. Keep your suggestions coming through right now. Here are the latest and headlines with jokes by Joe. Yes,
3: time for your headlines thanks to Bunnings Trade Power, your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. More Champions League action on this morning as Inter Milan face Benfica and Bayern Munich play Manchester City trying to come back down 3-0 on aggregate. David Warner has been included in the Australia squad for the World Test Championship final against India and the first two Ashes tests with England, which obviously you can listen to here here on SCNZ 2 one his only one century in his last 19 tests, but keeps his place after recovering from an elbow injury he suffered against England, uh, India in February. And actually, McCarty, you said this with me yesterday, a top ultra marathon runner who was disqualified from a race <laughs> for using a car says she made a massive error accepting the trophy for third place. Dr. Zakshivska <laughs> got lost on the course running from Manchester to Liverpool around the halfway mark when her leg began to feel sore and she started to limp. The the pain became so bad that when she saw a friend on the side of the course, she accepted a lift in his car to the next (laughs) checkpoint to tell Marshall she was pulling out. However, she decided not to and to carry on in a Non competitive way, uh, but when she crossed the line, she was given a medal and didn't tell uh, officials that she cheated. So, there you go. That's a update. great story. <laughs> <laughs> you have Thanks, uh, Punnings trade, trade and Builders. So she, your business. she wasn't thumbing a ride,
1: someone offered it to her. <laughs> just happened to be driving past. She, she was, just, <laughs> just happened
0: to be driving past. My the, the, best that's mate. What, yeah, what a, that's what what my, a lift!
3: Yeah, she said he, he, she just saw him and he, he saw that she was in pain. And he's like, oh, just jump in, you know. And then he, apparently he convinced her to keep him running. He said, oh, you know, you'll, you'll never forgive yourself. Just, <laughs> and, and, and she was like, so, you know, we, we passed a bunch of people. Then he dropped me off in third place. But uh, I didn't want to pass the second uh, the person coming second, so I just <laughs> jogged behind them. Like, she was trying to act like she was thinking, like, you know, like. <laughs>
1: I got a story. I got a story, Dan. And it, yeah, it goes back to when I first went over to England as a 17 year old, applying for a club called Doncaster. And on Tuesday, co- the two coaches, old Shag and Graham, used to make us run out to this pub. It was five k's out, five k's back. Mate, I used to hate running, especially in the middle of English winter. And uh, would go out. I'd take my take my uh, 30p and jump on a bus and catch a bus out to the pub and wait till the boys come back and run back with them. And sometimes I'd catch the bus both ways. I'd catch the bus out there and jump off before the pub and run with them to the pub and then let them all go and i jump back on the bus and go back. Anyway, the coaches found out this one, Dad, I'm walking, I get back early, I get back early waiting for the boys, I'm walking through the middle of the car park and these lights come on, they parked their car in the middle of the car park and just shone the lights on me like a couple of minders, mate, yeah, just to say that, I wasn't allowed back on that bus brilliant you know some would call that cheating I would call that ingenuity Wow, well, 17 mate you are always trying to come up with ways to, to skip a couple aren't you <laughs>
0: <laughs> For forward thinking Kempi pat yeah. on the back it's, the, know, it's like the underarm of 1981 it was the underarm of 81 it was in the rules it's, it was in the rules in Australia don't put me in that book <laughs> no 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 that, that was rather unfair I'd officially like to retract my last statement um, and the potential damage it may have caused to Tony Kemp's reputation. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. Apology, to yeah. that That is a wonderful story of cheating. Um, I, I wonder if any of our listeners will uh, own up to, you know, just horrible cheating like that in their own their own sporting careers. They won't. You know, they'll be too embarrassed to do that. <laughs> they'll be too embarrassed to do that, I'm sure. Brett would like to see bombing. Popping bunnies. Um, uh, uh, yeah, popping bunnies off the wharf or bridge. Kiwi dominance. Well, Magnificent, Brett. like that one. Hard to beat it there. If we would be very hard to beat. Uh, it's 22 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Thank you, uh, Joe. Uh, jokes by Joe. Um, you know, dating serves you well. That was perfection. And that yeah. was perfection.
3: Thank you. I'm much happier when I'm with a woman, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, that came out wrong. Never mind.
0: Can we clip that one up?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll clip that one up. Kempi it's time for you, Quizmaster. Have you got Quizmaster's hat yep. on? We are ready to rock, are we not? The Kempy Quiz. You need to call now. Have your chance to win a $50 TAB bonus bet. You know the number, 800 150 Go on, you've been warned. Join us. Kempy's ready to rock.
6: This is how you do it. Quizzy that can play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy that can play it. Quizzes on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie, phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs, Tab with the prize, 50 bucks if you are wise. If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it, this is how we do it. Quizzy, that can play it, Quizzy, that can play it, 0800- 150
1: 811 Now give us a call. Yes, that's right. Give us a call 800-150-811 0800 on our Kennards higher phone line and if you've dialed in just before uh, our phone lines were down but they're back up again, so get back on the blower uh, for your chance to win a $50 bonus bet from the TAB this morning. We got plenty here. Come on, Leroy, I know you're listening, mate. Don't be despondent, just because you <laughs> haven't got a couple of clues right, will help you out if you come back on. You phone up now, Leroy, I'll put you straight to the top. Okay, but we're going to go to Simon first up. Morena Simon.
2: Morning,
1: boys. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Let's see how you're right. going this morning. I've had a look at it. Don't forget you got Mr. McCarty there as your clue master. If you need something, he basically gives you the answer. That's what he is. Yeah, essentially. The the man with the basically. answer, the clue master, Mr. McCarty. Um, so question number one, Draymond Green is serving a suspension from play because of unsportsmanlike conduct. conduct. I saw that. Um, what is the score in the series between Golden State and Sacramento currently?
2: 2-0
1: uh, to the Kings. Bang. Nice. Good start. Solid. Good start. Who, nice. y- who you backing in that one, Simon? Um, it's best of five the first round, eh?
2: Is it? Or best of five, or
3: best
1: that's seven? right. Yeah, probably have to go to the Kings now,
3: eh? With the I mean like, taking care of home court, is big thing,
1: eh? Yeah. Oh well, best of luck with that. They'll probably come out and get smacked now. Anyway, which two yeah. teams have already <laughs> solidified their place in the Champions League semi finals? Uh, that'll be Real Madrid and AC Milan.
0: Ooh. Man, we we got a player here, Ken P. Oh, we yeah. got a player. He's got
1: a few fifers before, so let's see if he can do <laughs> another one. Let's go. Izzy is currently in the home of Stephen Donald, Notre Dame. Which Disney character is from Notre Dame? Oh, I might
3: need
0: a clue on that one. <laughs> really? Did you ha- did you have a, like a, a disappointing child? No one showed you Disney. Wasn't no, no, clue. Disney. <laughs> Notre Dame, the mm of Notre Dame. <laughs> Hunchback. <laughs>
1: Oh, clip that one Seriously did, That was Seriously that was, Did
0: they hug you as a kid? <laughs> did, did you get any love? <laughs> I didn't show you the hunchback no. of Notre Dame well, It's <laughs> not sport, I don't know <laughs> Go back You
1: can Google You can Google that And watch that one So do yourself a favour mate <laughs> Alright right. Don't ever look at yeah. it How many total <laughs> medals Did New Zealand win At the last Commonwealth Games?
3: Oh gee Um Oh
1: Nah, I wouldn't have a clue, mate. Uh oh, hundred and ten Do You what want a clue? No, you can't have two clues. Ricardo gets one. Okay. <laughs> he, he, it's very down. It was, it was a very it was a very <laughs> difficult clue. I was basically
0: gonna give him a clue <laughs> that he, gonna, you know, g- felt bad about.
1: We're not giving fifty away today. We're going down to Ed and Bay. Morning Ed
5: Oh morning, bro. How are you going? I'm good, man, it's a
1: Oh nice. Well you enjoy that. Nice. And hopefully we can help you out with a fifty dollar bonus bet from the TAB. How many total medals wow. did New Zealand win at the Commonwealth Games? Oh 40. Ooh, tata. Close but no cigar. We're going to Richie and upper hut. More than Richie. Morning, Kempi 50. Bang. Here we go. For the for the for Same. the for the money. Upper hut, mate. Upper hut, mate. Nothing gets past Upper Hutt. Hey, when was the last year that the Warriors beat the Storm on Anzac Day? Good luck. Two fourteen. <laughs>
4: oh.
1: Boom! <laughs> he knows his stuff, Richie. There from Upper Hutt. Richie. You got anything for us, mate? What are you going to do with that fifty-dollar TAB bonus bet? Oh, I'm going to back
7: the local team, the Phoenix, this weekend.
1: Oh, you like the signing of they the need new? A win. Do, you, do you like the signing of the new coach? Yeah, I reckon
3: that's really good coming in from in the squad, and they've been doing well over the last few seasons.
1: So, yeah. Nice. And what about... Are you going...
3: Yeah, I was just going to say King that, Dan.
1: Are you going... Are you, are, you, are you one of those guys that take the, your top off when you stand in the grandstand?
3: Nah, that'd be a bit too much shininess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> At least he's <it> <laughs> honest, Dan. He is, mate. He is. I've got to ask, uh, as far as this punt towards the Phoenix, um, what is it? Head to head? Going for them to win? A draw? I'll be going for them to win. Ooh, $4.33. Yep. $4.33. Got my money. Yeah. Well, it is, it is
1: yours. It's a $50 TAB bonus bet. You got it on the quizzy dag. So be like, uh, who was the last bloke? Simon down in. Oh, it was Brad. Yeah. How did that bet go from yesterday? Yeah,
2: okay. I'm actually not sure. We're going to have to check on that one, Kempi. We'll have a look at that
1: one and we'll come back to you. But that was uh, Izzy Quigg. Uh, quiz Richie, well done. Picking up that $50 bonus bet from the TAB. Uh, we'll take a short break. Of course, after 7 o'clock, we've got Sarah Crowley-Ross coming back with more than just the athlete. And keep your ears out for our man who's on the French Riviera area at the moment, Izzy, just finding his way back to a phone box so that we can talk to him later on this morning. We'll get back to you straight after this. it's time for our Love Racing update. Find a thoroughbred race day at events.loveracing.nz. And uh, yeah, one thing I learned yesterday was that it is now time for winter racing. We've got the jumps starting next weekend. Uh, A lot of good jumps horse coming around, especially a lot from the Central District. So I just watched one with Johnny Wheeler and uh, a good mate of mine called Brett Scott. We'll try and get you a couple of those. Uh, once they start, um, that we can tip out later on. But uh, there's racing at Ōtaki today, and also on the weekend, we've got, obviously, the, the Easter Manco Easter Cup out at Puk- Uh The Handicap Group 3. Um, I spoke to Al this morning, Dan, and he does like uh, the chance of his horse, Tevatek in that race. Uh, there's some good horses. Gino Severini's in that one, La Siblia is in there, Dragon Queen, uh, Maria Farina, yeah, it's going to be a tough one, and all I will say now is just keep an eye out on your track forms. As far as going to Kentucky today, I've had a lot, I don't really like too many horses there today, uh, I do however see one with a little bit of form in race 5, Number 10, Noblem. Uh, Tegan Newman rides for Nikki Hurdle. She's only got a couple of horses, a CD trainer, and that's been solid at seven bucks. Good wet weather form, uh, been out for a few starts, has one fresh up, which it is today. Uh, on the heavy, it's had seven starts for a win, two seconds, and a third. So uh, good money back with that option, 650, 240 a place, and we'll try and get uh, a little bit of bully two out of Robbie Patterson coming up who's going to be talking to us after 8 o'clock so that's your Love Racing update from me
0: grab nice your mates MP. and
1: get on course, visit events.loveracing.nz to find a race
0: stay near you Excellent stuff, plenty to come in the next out So approaching 7 o'clock, Sarah Cowley-Ross will hit us off We'll also catch up with Clayton McMillan, the head coach, uh, who's extended to stay with the Chiefs. You are listening to Daniel and Kempe for breakfast. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Just shy of 7am. Four minutes after seven a.m. Welcome into Daniel and Kempi for breakfast on ECNZ. is he, But as he will join us in roughly an hour's time, all going well. All going well. All going well. Fingers and toes crossed. That
1: f- that train's no. not going too fast, and he can get off <laughs> yeah. when he sees that phone box. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> late
4: night
0: and fr- late night in France. What could possibly go wrong? That's a good. Uh, that's Clayton a good Mim- time of- for a song. Yeah. That- <laughs> right. Oh Paris. Oh the memories. Uh, Clayton McMillan from the Chiefs, he's extending his stay for a number of years. He's joining the show in roughly about 40 minutes' time, maybe a few minutes below, uh, earlier than that. Uh, we'll catch up with him about 20 to 8 here on the programme. Uh, we've got plenty uh, of other things to cover off, including more of your text messages for our can't wait question of the day. Uh, with news of the Commonwealth Games potentially coming to New Zealand in 2034, we want to know what event should we host? The Kiwi are the better, from Kempy and mine perspective. Um, and where would we host them? We've had uh, a vast array of uh, thoughts already come through. Let's get to uh, Mark, who is in Toronga, who writes uh, Morning lads can't wait. Question of the day. We could do athletics at Logan Park and Dunners. Track's already there. Uh, smack up a stadium around it, you know, because <laughs> that's so easy. And combine <laughs> it into a sports development centre for the university as well. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Mark. Keep your thoughts coming in uh, to double eight, to double three on the bedpost text machine. You can also call anytime on the Kenao Tire hire. Um, phone line but I think right now uh, in association with Tremaine's bringing people and property together in our community it is our time for more than an athlete's. our weekly uh, feature let's rip into that
4: caring for our communities out of the gym and off the park working
2: just as hard paying it forward to our next generation This is More Than An Athlete with Izzy and Kempe. Brought to you by Tremaine Real Estate. Bringing people and property together in
0: our communities.
1: Yes, that's right. The news of New Zealand's interest in hosting the 2034 Commonwealth Games would have come as a pleasant surprise to many. An event like this would provide the opportunity to bring communities together and inspire the next generation of athletes. Sarah Cowley-Ross, she's a former Olympian-turned-sport and wellness advocate who's been an inspiration to the public both during and post her athletics career. She's this week's More Than An Athlete, and joins us on the line now. Morena, Sarah, how are you this morning? Uh,
8: morena, taloflava I'm, I'm great, actually. Thank you,
1: and um, thanks for the kind introduction. And that's fine. We love talking to you. And uh, we were thinking yesterday when we heard the news about the Com Games possibly going here, what were your initial thoughts when you heard that New Zealand um, Olympic Committee were interested in that Com Games coming back down here to Aotearoa? Aroa
8: yeah i think it's hugely exciting actually uh not only for you know new zealand but particularly for kiwi athletes to compete here on home soil uh would be amazing but i think what excites me most about this is that the commonwealth games federation has a new roadmap and how how countries can host so we could take this around new zealand which for me, would be, personally, is, is the most exciting thing. Like, imagine just having this across New Zealand as opposed to in one city uh, so the benefits could be could be seen around provincial New Zealand potentially.
0: Sarah, Daniel McCarty here, great to speak to you again. Um, yeah, the... the um The Federation had to make changes. Uh, I described it earlier, the poster child of the the pitfalls of hosting an event of its former nature, Delhi 2010, huge blowout financially. They had to cut their cloth, and it's a far more sensible approach, isn't it? Just forcing any host, uh, nation or city, whatever it might be, to just look after athletics and swimming. They've got to be there, and then you sort of get a a blank canvas. You know, what what do you think um, are, are, are the benefits Um, to this roadmap as you you described it?
8: Yeah, there's huge benefits, I think, in terms of, you know, acknowledging those two sports. And, you know, obviously I'd love to see athletics down there forever um, as a a hardcore athletics fan, but also a bit of a traditionalist. But I think the potential to then for the country, the host nation, to actually create a programme which would be beneficial to the country, uh, would showcase other sports, I think is hugely exciting. And, you know, there are Olympic sports that are not on the Commonwealth Games program. There are sports that are not on either program that may want to be involved. And, and this is the opportunity now to take our time uh, to figure out, hey, what could be cool to showcase to the Commonwealth Games, to the Commonwealth uh, and the world? And what would those be,
1: Sarah? Like, when you're talking about the showcasing, are we talking about showcasing, like, our best waves, our our snow sports that they can ski generally all year round in New Zealand? Are we are we showcasing, you know, the Queenstowns and the Raglands along with the Com Games? And is there any relevance still in that type of stuff uh, from viewers, do you think?
8: Oh, I think with the introduction, you know, we saw at the Olympics, uh, surfing come on board, um, and that was the the world surfing competition has huge broadcast numbers. So uh, that that would obviously be advantageous to surfing if that was to come on the program. But um, I, I think you know I, I think your suggestion of surfing is something that I've thought about. Uh, and it could be awesome for the likes of you know Raglan or Pihar or um, other waves, Gisborne, uh, you know, to to come out and, and stand up and, and say we could we could do this, uh, and also for the surfing community in terms of. Snow sports, uh, that would be a challenge, I guess, in mixing. This has traditionally been a summer game, but again, uh, we need to figure out what would be the best offering uh, for the range of sports uh, for athletes to perform well. So, in terms of weather conditions uh, to suit more summer-orientated sports as opposed to the winter ones. But, I mean, the likes of Queenstown and Wanaka has amazing uh, mountain bike facilities. I'm a Rosarua girl, so I would love to see the mountain bike again in Uh But, you know, there's other, there's other opportunities there as well, and, and we can be creative and uh, we can make the most of this, this potential opportunity because there's a lot of water to go into the bridge to, to, for this to happen.
0: No doubt about that, and we're dealing in hypotheticals in some way, which is kind of exciting, and it's fun, isn't it, to to forecast, to ponder, to pontificate. But if we are to deal with the reality, athletics and swimming, athletics and swimming need to be there. We know there's a wonderful facility. uh, If the ground doesn't continue to sink underneath it in Christchurch, that's going to be open later in the year. Uh, That might be a place to host the swimming. But where else could we host athletics and swimming in New Zealand, or would that be the, the key area of infrastructure investment?
8: Well, Hawkes Bay have actually just built an Olympic-sized, world-class swimming pool uh, right next door to an athletics track down there. So the the athletics track is actually very favourable to running fast. That's where Zoe Hobbs has run a number of national records. It also uh, produces some really great distance times, um, as well as well as some uh, some great other uh, opportunities in the field events for athletes to compete well. So I, I think when when competitions are on and athletes actually do really well that aids to the success of the event so you want to pick uh, locations where where we know conditions are good the facilities are good uh, but in terms of upgrades you know just just that's one area where you know, we will need to spend some money, but also in terms of the sustainability of this model, it's making sure that we don't overspend and that we utilise what we've got.
1: Sarah, you're also a wellness advocate, and I guess the question has to be: with this, you know, being uh, I guess a lofty goal for two thousand and thirty-four, does athletics and other sports um, are they doing enough to promote exercise in this country at the moment to to I guess, get the public to buy in um, to having uh, a Commonwealth Games here in 2034?
8: Oh, I think we've got a long way to go in terms of lifting our activity levels in New Zealand, but we've got to start somewhere, and this could be the impetus that people need, you know, not just in the high performance, but actually just for Kiwis to just get out, um, utilise the amazing environments that we have in Aotearoa, and, and be a bit more healthier, be a bit more active, and, th- and that will lift us all.
0: A building on that point, um, in this day and age where there's so many options for uh, our young people especially that uh, can keep them um, on their arse, if you know what I mean, at home uh, watching <laughs> things, playing things, <laughs> it, 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 if we are to get this off the ground, how, how important would an event like this to inspiring a next generation to say getting people more active more generally
8: yeah it's, it's, it could be huge and i think that you know to your point we need to think innovatively about that and how we can incorporate technology into making people um move more move more uh and move better uh so there, there's the way to do that is to actually talk to you know youth making sure that we have a really good youth advisory um you know, a youth advisory group that could help in the development of this and, and really engaging with communities where, you know, maybe movement is a problem or not necessarily optimised and, and thinking, OK, well, what are the barriers? Let's, let's talk about solutions.
1: And what, what what are those lessons that you've learnt as an athlete coming out um, and seeing what really, I guess, um, is a growing problem in this country and around obesity and the lack of movement? Sarah, what... what and, and how do we sort of go along to trying to fix that issue?
8: Well, I think, you know, in the women and girls space, what, what the research sort of tells us is that, you know, women and girls, particularly young women, um, stop being less physically active um, because they don't necessarily like a competitive kind of element. So it's providing solutions or opportunities for people that you know aren't necessarily um, what I would I would enjoy um, as as a, as a somewhat competitive person, but providing a, a, a real portfolio of options from you know recognizing that hey TikTok dancing actually uh, is is an opportunity to move so. It's about taking our hats off, taking these preconceived ideas of what movement is, you know, a 30-minute run or a, a swim or and, and saying, hey, actually, it's okay for you to do your activity in this way as long as your heart rate's up. And I think the other, the other sort of flip side, well, not flip side, um, point to that sort of research that has been done around particularly young women is, is for them to design what it is that motivates them. So a co-design approach, not this one-size-fits-all model um, because our our physical activity numbers are declining. At 11 years old is when um, Kiwis peak in terms of the amount of activity, physical activity that they're doing. Um, so that's the latest kind of act in New Zealand research. And, and to me, that's so sad. And, and we need to do, you know, radical things to address that, you know, not only as I'm um, speaking as a person who, you know, a sports lover and a physical activity lover, but also as a parent, you know, that, that's horrendously concerning.
0: Yeah, it is really. It is troublesome to, to, to hear that, Sarah. Sarah Kelly Ross is with us from Olympian, what, a trained physiotherapist, sports commentator, a writer. You know, there's not much you don't do, Sarah. To, to that writing and content producing for the locker room, obviously, that's been a wonderful addition to the New Zealand sporting landscape as far as media content over the last few years. Susie's been at the helm of that for so long um, and has done amazing work with her team. How much have you enjoyed that aspect, you know, helping out and, you know, digging deeper into women's sport and those uh, key issues?
8: I've loved it. I have really loved it and to think that it's um, five years old this year is amazing in itself. Uh, And also to think that, you know, when it started, the coverage was around 11% of you know sports media in New Zealand was mainstream media was on, on focused on women and girls now that's up to 21 to 24% which you know is amazing but you know we can still do better um, but the reason why I've loved it has been the opportunity to work with Suzanne McFadden who's you know an icon really of New Zealand um, journalism and also I've loved it because like you say It's the opportunity to dig deep in. Everyone has got a story to tell, Uh, whether you're an Olympic gold medalist, whether you're a national champion, or whether you're one of the many, many unsung community heroes in New Zealand sport. And and for me, that's been a real privilege to help shine a light on people, on women and girls that that have have not seen the light of day but have got some incredibly inspiring stories.
0: Yeah, we are shining a light uh, far more brightly uh, on that uh, that realm of sport, uh, yourself included, and it's you know it's warmly welcomed. Um, and, and this is my own supposition, and please tell me if I'm wrong here. If I, you know, if my an- anecdote here is way off the mark, are we still struggling to get women to watch and consume sports? You know, bums on seats, eyeballs on TV sets, you know, flicking the, the radio dial over. It, is that coming along a little bit slower than we would want?
8: Well, I think yes and no, like I mean you look at you just have to look at the Rugby World Cup last year. And, you know, I was in the in the stadium with my family for the opening match and the final match and I I did not see a lack of enthusiasm at all. The yeah. tournament built throughout New Zealand. We to me the change was some of the attitudes, those hardcore attitudes where they thought Actually, if I don't get involved with this, I'm missing out because New Zealand is moving forward and we're moving forward at a rapid pace. Fast forward on to Super Rugby, oh, picky. And like you say, there just wasn't, unfortunately, the bums and seats. Now, I don't know yeah. about the numbers on the screen, um, so I can't comment on that. But we've, we've come a long way, but the, the momentum will, will stop if the investment... Uh, is not there and so I think I'm, I'm saying yes and no because I think that we've, we've done well but you can't stop there you've got to keep going and it would be such a shame if in the likes of particularly I'm talking about women's rugby that uh, that, that opportunity that was so amazing uh, was is not capitalized on and I think yeah. in other sports we've We've we've
0: still got a long way to go. Sarah, the true all-rounder as you were as an athlete, uh, you've done it again here today. We've covered off a myriad of topics, and we really appreciate your time and insights as always. Uh, thanks so much, and let's let's hope let's hope in eleven years' time we have a Commonwealth Games on our very <laughs> shores, up and down, up and down the country. Thanks so much for dropping by.
8: Ah, oh, thank you, guys. Have a great day, and wouldn't it be amazing if we could take this all round New Zealand?
0: Indeed it would. 21 minutes after 7 o'clock. Daniel and Kempi for breakfast here on SENZ. Updating the Champions League. Inter Milan lead Benfica by one goal to nil on day... Or league number two. This is league number two. And now they lead 3-0 on aggregate. So Milan, Inter Milan, look like they'll be joining AC Milan in the next round. Uh, Bayern Munich against Manchester City is the big game though. Man City have a 3-0 advantage after the first leg. And almost had a one-man advantage uh, just a, a couple of minutes ago. Uh, Erling Haaland was put through one-on-one on the keeper. He was brought down by uh, Deo Upamecano just outside the area. And the referee, as quick as Tony Kemp is to pull out a singlet and show off the guns, the referee had the red card out, sent off Upamecano, even before the linesman put up the flag for offside. <laughs> That's how quick on the draw he was, Kempy. That's how quick on the draw he was. He knew. So uh, the, red card, the red card was immediately rescinded. So it's 10 on 10. It's still nil-nil. Uh, hey, we've been having a little fun um, as far as cheating in sport uh, goes, uh, Kempe, uh, based on our, our ultra marathon runner who hitched a ride, didn't hitch a ride, was offered a ride, and, you know, accepted third place. Uh, can I, uh, I've been going through history. Um, uh, I, I'm going to lead now with the greatest act of cheating in sports history um, in the greatest race that was ever raced in any sport. Yeah, I will go to the great. I'm a guy who doesn't like a goat debate goat debates are stupid. This, though, <laughs> is without question the greatest race ever raced, the 1904 marathon, uh, the Olympic Games. There were seven hills varying from 100 to 300 uh, metres high in St. Louis, some with brutally long ascents. In many places, cracked stone was strewn across the roadways, uh, creating perilous footing, and men had to constantly dodge cross-town traffic, delivery wagons, railway tra- uh, railroad trains, uh, trolley cars and people walking their dogs. In fact, uh, one athlete, uh, Len Tower, one of the South um, African participants, was chased off the road by a wild dog by a mile. He went a mile <laughs> off track because he was chased by wild dogs. Uh, there were only two places where athletes could get fresh water uh, from a water tower at six miles and a roadside well at 12 miles. James Sullivan, the chief organizer of the Games, wanted to minimize fluid intake to test the limits and effect uh, of the purpose. <laughs> dehydrations. Yes, they conducted a science experiment during the Olympic Marathon, Kempe. Um, what happened there? Well, bad things happened. Bad things happened on that front. Hey, cars carrying coaches and physicians stood motor, uh, motor alongside the runners, kicking up dust and launching coughing spells. Um, one guy, uh, William Garcia of the United States, nearly uh, died. Um As he had hemorrhaging, as the dust covered his esophagus and ripped his stomach lining. Now, Tom Hicks, one of the early American favorites, came uh, under the care of uh, two-man support crew at the 10-mile mark. He begged them for a drink, but they refused. They didn't allow him water. Instead, sponging his mouth with warm, distilled water. (laughs) Sponging his mouth, not allowing him to drink it. Uh, Miles ahead of Hicks at the time. How's this? Miles ahead of Hicks at the time, the first home after 3 hours and 13 minutes was an American called Fred Lortz, who was immediately proclaimed the winner. He was photographed next to the daughter of the President of the United States and was awarded the gold medal um, when uh, word got out that he'd covered 11 miles in a passenger car. (laughs) (laughs) He later claimed it was a practical joke, received a lifetime ban, but that was later. Uh, rescinded. Uh, Back seven miles on the finish, back to our mate uh, Hicks. Uh, His handlers fed him a concoction of strychnine and egg whites. So this is doping on the track. (laughs) They gave him strychnine. Yes, this could be the first recorded instance of drug use in the modern Olympics. Strychnine in small doses was commonly used as a stimulant back then, and there was no rules around the uh, performance-enhancing drugs back in those days, uh, Kempi. Um, he also carried a flask of French brandy, that he decided to have a few swigs on. Just, 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 in, <laughs> just, case,
1: just, just in case, just in case there's a nice yeah. steak on the way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hold there, I don't there's only about a minute to go, I promise, I promise. Uh, so with strychnine coursing through his blood, um, he'd grown ashen and limp, started to become um, well, mental in the head, he started hallucinating, and uh, believing the finish line was still 20 miles away, In the last mile, he begged for something to eat. Then he begged to lie down. He was given more brandy and refused tea. Uh, He (laughs) swallowed two more egg whites. He walked up to the first of the two. He walked up the first of the last two hills, then jogged down the incline. He swung into the stadium. He tried to run, but was reduced to a graceless shuffle. His trainers then picked him up. And carries him over the line, Gempy. Was that for a al- up <laughs> Holding him aloft while his feet moved back and forth. <laughs> and he was declared the winner.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where did you find that? Seriously. That, that is in the Smithsonian Museum. It is the 1904 Saint Louis. That all happened. That's true. <laughs> That's a true
1: story. He, he, will you
0: agree with me? That is the, that is the greatest race of all time. <laughs> yeah. And I only scr- and here's the bizarre thing. I only scratched the surface of that race. That that was only the headlines. There are so many other bizarre things. They conducted a science experiment on the people. Unbelievable. They got Unbelievable. black and white <laughs> footage. Oh, sadly, no. 1904. They've only got still images. Incredible. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, getting a car for 2.4 miles, I could do better than that. I can, I could can do better than that. It's way better. <laughs> Fantastic. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you've got your own acts of uh, cheating in sport, 8833, uh, Temper beer Post, Text Machine. Uh, before I get in trouble with Auntie, let's go to Aroha for the news with Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building uh, New Zealand. <laughs> 26 minutes away from eight o'clock. Clayton McMillan from the Chiefs uh, joining us in about five or so minutes. Can't wait to chat to him. They're humming along in Super Rugby now, aren't they? Uh, so the man who's extended to is extended his stay as boss of the uh, Chiefs uh, Super Rugby uh, team. Will uh, join us shortly. Uh, right now, let's go to the man full of strict nine brandy and egg whites. Here's Joe. The (laughs) headlines.
3: Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, time for headlines. Thanks to Ken Antae. Ken Antae, two easy weekends. Miami Dolphins quarterback Tuatango Vailoa has revealed that he considered retirement for a time due to the number of concussions he suffered last season but ultimately he decided he wanted to keep playing as it was what's best for his family and himself. The NBA announced yesterday that Warrior star Draymond Green has been suspended for Game 3 against the Kings for stepping on Sabonis' chest. The press release noted that the decision to suspend him was based in part on Green's history of unsportsmanlike acts, including kicking Stephen Adams in the crotch. How good? And a Guinness World Record has been broken for the largest GBS drawing by a bicycle team who rode a, a Velociraptor-shaped track 1,000 kilometres long. After mapping out the pathway, the lengthy expedition took the cyclists 43 hours and 47 minutes to complete, which was recognised by Strava, a running and riding GPS um, thing. So they, they pretty much just made a massive uh, dinosaur by cycling 1,000 kilometres long. Get on them. That, that, that's your headlines. Thanks to Ken Atai. two easy weekends, two days higher for the price of one. For that branch today.
0: There you go. Joe's never... Joe's never been kicked in the family, Joe has he Give me? No, never. I
3: actually, yeah, well, actually, I remember when me and my brother first hit uh, puberty, we used to hit each other in the crotch all the time because we realised it would hurt a lot. But eventually, you yeah, know, it was like mutual assured destruction and we agreed to stop it. But yeah, anyways, sorry.
1: Teenage oh. boys. Yes. <laughs> jokes by Did jokes. you get
0: suspended by... My- did you get suspended much in your playing days, Kempe? Uh Got a rap sheet, yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what, what was your most common crime? Um, oh, high shots? Yeah, high shots, basically. Yeah. Jonathan Docking, I got one at Cronulla. Jonathan Docking at fullback, he used to have this right foot step. Um, and I had this left arm. <laughs> they, didn't, they
0: didn't go together. <laughs> <laughs> were, one of the one of those right footsteps, you could see it coming, and you know, generally was still difficult too. Yeah, telegraphed. telegraphed.
2: Here it comes, here it comes, and here it comes. Left, my, my left, my arm. arm. <laughs> yeah, my
1: left arm was telegraphed, not not his right foot. Um, yeah, no, I spent plenty of time in uh, in the naughty in chair. the bunker, the naughty chair, with yeah, the, yeah. We're about, not
0: condoning that, lady. We're not condoning that, boys and girls. You know, t- tackle responsibly. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, don't let me revisit those. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, we want to hear from you on the timber Bear Post text machine, double eight double three, uh, Commonwealth Games 2034, possibly here in New Zealand. We spoke to Sarah Cowley-Ross. If you just tuned into the program, you can check out um, all our social medias there. will be up That will be up a little bit later. Uh, but we want to know, uh, what sports should we host here? We can make it our own flavour. Uh, athletics and swimming have got to be there. We can add anything, anything, anything. Um, What would you add? And where would these events be held? We've had a variety fire through on double eight, double three. Keep them coming. Please do. Right now we take a break because Clayton McMillan joins us uh, up after this break. Daniel in the chair for Izzy, he joins us after 8 o'clock, MP is here, fair not we talk Super Rugby now, we talk the Chiefs now the Chiefs are humming along aren't they, just asked the Crusaders, Moana, Pacifica, Highlanders Rebels, Waratahs Blues and the Hurricanes last weekend, 7 from 7 4 wins against New Zealand sides the Drua is up next, big news out of Chiefs country too during the week, is Clayton McMillan extending his stay as head coach we are very very uh, happy and honoured to welcome into the programme Mr Clayton McMillan who joins us uh, now, good morning Clayton, congratulations on the new um the new deal
5: yeah morning, Dan. yeah thanks it's uh, it's um, it's nice to to know what my immediate, immediate future looks like i've got a great um young squad building here so a yeah, really easy decision for me in the end to stay with the chiefs
0: that that's nice to hear it's probably an easy decision for them to keep you considering the results you had so did this you know go down go down quite quickly you you were obviously motivated to stay not looking offshore, as you're probably entitled to, and you feel that not only success this year, but for a number of years is on the horizon?
5: Yeah, look, it's actually something that we've been talking around, t- talking about since <clears throat> middle of last last year's campaign. I'm um, I, I I still on contract until 2024, and then, I guess, anticipating that there was going to be some movement at, in that all-black space, um, and I guess it's going to be a little bit of a race to sort of try and fill those spots. That um, yeah, we started some dialogue fairly early around extending, and it's just it's just bit, it's only taking a bit of time really because we wanted to put all our energy into making sure we get off to a decent start in Super Rugby, and obviously we've done that. And over the bye week, here we managed to sort of get everything squared away.
1: Hey mate, it's uh, Kemper here. Just just on your young side, like. Is there a is there a worry, Clayton, that with the success that you're having, that some of these players might move on, or are you comfortable that they'll stay there and be part of the success for years to come?
5: I think the majority of them are pretty keen to, to stay. You know, I don't think any sort of Super Rugby team sits on their hands and just you know assumes that their players, even the even the young ones, are gonna are gonna hang around. You've got to work hard to. Sort of paint the picture around what the future looks like for them. How are you going to get them out on the park? How are you going to help develop them? How are you going to get them into the all black frame? Um, and we've been working really hard over the last two or three years to make sure that that pathway looks really clear for our players. And um, I mean, you'd have to speak to them, but I think they're a fairly happy bunch. And you now we're yeah. getting the wins, and when a team does well, individuals prosper. So Now we're hoping that those things kind of make their decision really easy to state.
0: Of course, players leave after World Cups. Uh, your uh, team will be no exception. Some will move on. Uh, one guy who um, who's in in the more experienced bracket, shall we say, who will uh, hang around for at least about one more year. From memory, I am t- clearly talking about Sam Kane. This is a guy who copped a fair bit of criticism last year. Gee, he's been immense for you, Clayton. Um, I am sure you weren't surprised he would get back to his very best. But but how pleased for him, and how big a contributor has he been so far for y- for your crew in twenty twenty three?
5: Yeah, look, I'm, I'm wrapped for Sammy. Um, you're, you're right, Dan, like, you know, last year must have been extremely tough on him. Tough year for, for New Zealand rugby and All Allback rugby, you know, during that sort of middle part of the year, and he is right at the forefront of everyone's sort of pitchfork. So, yeah, look, it would have been tough, but he's a, you know, he's, he comes from tough stock out in all there, out on the farm, and um, he's pretty good I think at sort of blocking out that outside noise and just, just getting on what he knows he needs to do and that's play well on the rugby field and he's had a really good preseason. He come in, you know, with the bit between his teeth. Um and, and as I just said, you know, his way of silencing the critics is to get out on the rugby field and do what he knows he's capable of doing it and doing it at a at a level of consistency that um, you know, puts him right back in the frame of that All Blacks selection, and hopefully some captaincy um, responsibilities.
1: Yeah, well done, well done to Clayton for um, giving him that that space, and uh, he's he's actually enjoying his football. You can see that. Mate, what about Clayton? What what does your horizon look like? You know, you've been with the the Maori All Blacks. You've been with the New Zealand Fifteen just recently. Um, what does your horizon look like? Aspirations of coaching the All Blacks one day.
5: Oh yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. That's something that um, that I'd love to do in the future. You know, when you when you sort of chuck all your all your balls into the coaching um, realm, you're, you're kind of all in, and um, I don't see myself ever going back to policing. So I sort of <laughs> need to make a really good fist, good fist of this job. So you I, I think part of that is around timing and just understanding that this, this is a journey and there's there's no rush to get anywhere. So I'm I'm really comfortable that, now the reality for me is that I've you know, I did the Māori All Blacks for six years. This is my third year as Super Rugby head coach. By the end of this contract, I would have would have been in the job for six years. I, like I think that's the sort of um, foundations I, I think I need to be able to confidently go into, you know, a, a role like the All Blacks or, or, or with another international team. Um, it's just accumulating experience and, and growing your craft. And like I said, I'm in, I'm in no rush to go anywhere, and I really enjoy what I'm doing at the moment.
0: Where do you look to grow your craft? Use your words. Growing your craft—is um, it solely you know around the rugby globe, looking to see trends and how the game's advancing? Do you look for other sports for inspiration? You know, you know, how are you evolving?
5: Yeah, it's a good question. Obviously, you know, COVID is. COVID has kind of put the handbrakes a little bit on, you know, our, our ability to get professional development as we used to get it. Uh, but it's also opened up doors, like people are a lot more open to, you know, Zooms and um, and reaching out and sort of building connections and and sort of just seeking advice from a number of different quarters. Um, in the rugby realm, I'm really lucky because I've I've had that exposure at Maori All level. Last year I was involved with the All Black 15, and, and it's really quite intriguing to work with other coaches operating at a similar level, but obviously in different in different franchises. So, you know, I, I really enjoyed my time last year, as an example, working under Leon uh, McDonald's um, and alongside Scott Henson. Um, each of us were different, but yeah, you get a sense of what, what sort of makes their wheels spin. Um, and, and you certainly get a good understanding of why, you know, the teams that they've been involved with have been have been successful. Um, so you take elements of um, of what you learn in those environments, um, but also you know a lot of a lot of podcasts. Um, like I, I'm really I'm going to reach out to, to Nolene and try and get into one of those um, those network camps because I really I really like listening to her. I think she's uh, an outstanding
1: coach, and I'd love to see how she operates. So, always looking for opportunity, mate. Yeah, that's that's awesome, Clayton. And the opportunity too. You know, Waikato has been really innovative too. Uh, around, they got myself down there to do some defence um, training with them with all the young young blokes. Um, that cross code reference, mate. Do you just before we let you go? Do you see any benefit in that with? Um, mixing yourself in with a rugby league person like a Craig Bellamy and that just to get some knowledge
5: yeah I haven't personally sort of been into a rugby league environment but I can certainly see you know where uh, that cross pollination um, can be beneficial to both teams I mean you know I'm, I'm a bit like everybody else unfortunately I jump on the old warriors Ben Regan when they start going well <laughs> and um, but I like yeah like I'm I've read a couple of articles of the of the new Warriors coach, and he sounds like a really um, a really good man. And the way he's gone about his business, sort of, and um, his uh, at, at the Warriors this this year, you, you read the stuff that he, you know, that, that's important to him, and you can see that starting to reflect in his players. So, yeah, it's another place I would certainly love to get to. It's only just up the road, especially with the new the new motorway in place, it's only about an hour up to, to Mount Smart. So, yeah, look, I, I think there's a lot of
0: a lot of merit in that. Clayton, thanks so much for dropping by. I know it's been a really busy week, hectic week. Uh, lots going on in your world uh, as you prepare your side for tomorrow night against the draw, their first visit uh, to Hamilton. Uh, we know how exciting they can be. Uh, you have to be on guard tomorrow night. Uh, go well, keep up the fine work. Thanks again.
5: Yeah, cheers Dan, thank you mate.
0: Clayton McMillan joining us out of the Chiefs, uh, committing, recommitting, extending his stay to 2026. Quite a smart little plan there uh, when you heard about um, and rightly pointing out that probably the, the scurry, the hurry that to, to find coaches post to World Cup. Uh, Kempe, they've been quite forward thinking, aren't they? In keeping a guy who's done very well to date, especially this year. Seven from seven. Um, no talk of the perfect season just yet, eh, Kempe? Just yet. Maybe no. next time if we get him on. Seven away from eight. Back after the... <laughs> Four and a half minutes after 8am. Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast with Daniel filling in for Izzy today. Coming up later this hour. Well, we've got plenty for you to enjoy. Uh, I think we're heading around the grounds. That's a very important uh, cog of the program today. Robbie Patterson uh, will also join us as well. We're going to head to France very, very shortly. Uh, text message, so you like this one. Kimpy Scott from Teterangi writes, Hey, boys, I'd have sheep sharing at the Com Games. But instead, I would use the NRL players <laughs> to get rid of those ridiculous haircuts. Yeah. Now, well, now. i, I got to say, i got to say,
1: yeah, I get you with the haircuts. And like, like I said earlier on in this week, off the back fence, imagine a grand final being decided by a hair-pulling penalty.
0: <laughs> you could now, in 2023, what we've seen. Honestly. You could actually, you could, you could, you can, you can actually believe it. Uh, that, 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 mate, you're looking swish with your day. They need to cop, copy Kempy more. That's what I would say. Copy Kempy more. Mate, I just get up in the morning, look at the mirror, it goes like that. Jumps yeah, in, in hey, attention. <laughs> hey, plenty of live sport happening, including the Champions League quarter final. Second leg clashes. Let's update you. Halftime scores. In fact, they've just kicked off the second half in the game between Inter and Benfica. It's one all on... Uh, the day one all, but 3-1 on aggregate to Inter Milan, so they're well and truly in the box seat playing at home. Bayern's also playing at home against Man City. They trail 3-0 after the first leg, um, and they still trail 3-0 because at halftime, uh, it is nil all between Bayern Munich and Manchester City. Uh, Kempy, over to you, my friend, to introduce our very, very special
1: guest. Yes, we're missing our old mate, and he's been kind enough to stay up over there in the south of France. Tonight there, I think it's 10 o'clock. I think they're two hours in front, but night time, if I'm right. But he's uh, he's up, he's awake, and he's kindly agreed to us. they got a new name for it. They, they have named him after a horse before, Dan, Dagger Beal. But the boys have come up with a new one, the Hunch Dag of Notre Dame. He's on the line. <laughs>
4: there you going, brother?
6: <laughs> it's, it's going good, man. It's going good. Uh, well, it's funny you said that. I actually went up to the... Notre Dame um, Chapel here. I'm just arrived in a place called Boustier Saint Marie. It's a beautiful village on the side of a, a beautiful cliffside. So it's close to the French Alps. But um, no, I'm good. I'm good. i have missing home. I've been over here for a while. Now it's taking its toll. I know it looks all nice on Insta, but she's been hard work. It's she's been, been pretty crazy times. But, she's been here with i watched for zero
1: you. sports. I don't ask you about that. No. well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, has it been refreshing not, not having to talk sport every day? Um, and have you have you seriously not seen what's going on? You don't know the Olympics Nothing. are coming to town? <laughs> not the Olympics, the uh, games. I know
6: the Olympics are here. Olympics are here next year, aren't they, in Paris. Um, but no, no, I haven't watched any sport. We don't watch TV. We're up pretty early, and we're just like, – we're moving. Because you got to film eight, eight episodes over a month. It's chaotic, and – they say an hours of filming is about a minute. <laughs> and, um, so you've got 45-minute episodes, eight of them. They're busy days. So I just, yeah, don't watch any TV. I have the odd look on stuff, but um, other than that, she, she's pretty quiet. But uh, look, I'm having fun. I'm enjoying it. What a beautiful spot over here, south of France. It's um, There's so much history. Like today we went up to a chapel. Look it up. Google it. It's because the Notre Dame... Um, Basiqua I think it's called and it's a 12th century chapel that was built in the hills by the Catholics and mate it's 262 steps you go up these steps and you just walk uh, past the defence defence walls defence gates and you go into this chapel and mate it's like it's like Game of Thrones it's so crazy so I've really enjoyed it being a, seeing a bit of south of France and, and learning a bit about the history over here there's so much history we're such a young nation back in Aotearoa
0: yeah aren't we just uh is he daniel here mate uh i ho- hope you're going well what about your travel partner uh, are you guys good good together <laughs> is there some butting of heads because you learn
6: a lot about traveling with someone yeah i've learned a lot about the beaver now nah, we've, we've been good Dan. we've been um we've been enjoying the beavers he's my historian as they may say so he's been uh giving me all of the information and all the facts and i've been on on food uh you know me i love my food but he, he's been he's been good like we're both just jelling. we've done a bit of tv together so um yeah it makes easy work and and he's lucky is pretty annoying he loves eating mate loves eating baguettes and and cheese and and like you know he'll get up and have a croissant and he'll get to close to lunchtime he's like Oh, dagger, should we go get another baguette? And I'm like, no, we don't need it. More carbon, and carb. And the worst thing about him, the <laughs> worst thing about, him is I've driven, I've driven this whole time in a small tiny fiat. So imagine us two hundred and ten kg behemoths in the small fiat. And I look over and he is just snoring the whole time. <laughs> and so yeah, he's I've got us all back. Mate, what's what's it been like with the
1: inter- interpreters and and your use of the French that beautiful French language? Come on, give get us a surely you've got a couple of, you've got a couple of sentences you can throw at
6: us. Ah, Junior, papa, Francais. I only know a little bit of um, a little bit of French there, Kempi. But uh, ça va, ça va, Kempi? It Sounds like you're on a
1: Sunday night about eleven o'clock.
6: Oh, mate, like the French language. Is hot like I'm trying, but it's very, very tough. It's a little pattern, you got to roll, your, you know, your tongue, and oh, it's crazy. But, but the funny thing is, is a lot of the words we use today are actually French, and so you can like listen to a sentence. Like, we, we walked up these steps, and this guy was talking full French to me, and all I heard was energy. In his, in his conversation, and I kind of knew he's just preserving in, energy to make the trip down, so I said, ah, oh, wee, 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 and then these <laughs> French ladies laughed at me. <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of knew, but, um, look, we're landing, the funny, uh, we're learning, the funniest thing is, is is Beaver. Oh, he cracks me up. You're going to watch this show, because, well, he, he, he says a name. Like we went to Kakasan, which is a, um, which is a, beautiful castle and 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 the in a a little village called carcassonne it's been there for two thousand years well he goes (laughs) every time and i repeat i'm like no it's carcassonne and he's like oh oh sorry 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 and like mate he just he just got no idea but he's he's funny he's good for the show he's he's hilarious and he genuinely doesn't know these names so that makes for good telly but uh look we're enjoying ourselves we probably put on about four kilos so we have to come back and diet again but um no everything's good here
0: mate you're living the dream mate uh going from baguette to baguette to cheese to to good coffee (laughs) uh probably a few red wines at lunchtime and into the evening as well have you eaten any fruits
6: (laughs) have you eaten anything good um, what are we eating? Oh, today, today we had a look. Today was an interesting one. We went out to a, a restaurant in mustia Saint Marie, and and uh, uh, they they kept the restaurant open uh, for us. It usually not open today. They opened it up for especially for us. And then they brought over the entrees. And uh, Beaver saw the salmon, so he was like, "Yep, I'll have the salmon." And then uh, he brings over my plate. It looked like a nice um. Like It had a red wine jus over this little um, pastry long. It looked like a nice big sausage roll. And I was like, "Oh, that looks a bit like that. Give me that. (laughs) And I said, what's in that? And the lady goes, snails. And I was like, "Oh, Okay, a scargle. Okay, I haven't tried this before, but I can't turn it down. The cameras are on. So I ate these snails. Look, very, very... Quiet taste wasn't too bad it was more mentally a bit of a mental hit for myself Uh, i got through it all beaver had one taste he swallowed the whole thing Uh, so i tried snails today and then for the main the main comes over and beaver sees the fish he's like give me that fish and i thought it was chicken i was like yeah give me that chicken nah nah it's rabbit it's rabbit dagger oh rabbit so i had snails and rabbit for dinner with the red wine Oh, it sounds like Christmas. It uh, sounds like Christmas at my place. Um, <laughs> mate, it was good, though. But um, no, we've, we've had a little bit of fruit. We had some watermelon. We stayed at an olive farm the other day, so had some olive oil and uh, did a bit of olive. Yeah, I've started getting some olives. Um, but other than that, no, nah, just more carbs over here. Can't wait to see you when you get back. Um, <laughs> you won't miss me.
1: No. <laughs> hey, it sounds like, hey, just tell us, though, there must be some talk about the World Cup. You know, you've got two ex-All Blacks walking around the countryside of South of France. Has anyone um, over there mentioned to you about the All Blacks or excited about the
6: World Cup later on this year? Yeah, there's a lot of hype over here, guys. Is um, it's quite, yeah, because we're traveling around the South of France and they're all traditionally um, rugby cities. They're rugby mad. So when they, um, they hear that a couple of old APs are in there, some of them actually think we're still playing. And we're like, no, no chance. Um, but there, there is a little bit of hype here and there's a rather But a little bit of confidence about the French a eh? Like you can see it just in their eyes when they ask you about the World Cup in France and I'm like oh, They're quietly confident over here that their team can do it and you well know, there's no surprise when you got two of the best players and and the game playing for them They're Antoine DuPont like everyone just loves him. Wow, absolutely rock <laughs> star um, so there is a lot of chat but they ask me about it, and I just say, look, I know everyone's riding the All Blacks off, and they'll be, they'll be hearing the rumours, they'll be hearing the whispers around there. So don't write them off. They can come over here, and I did get a bit of a nightmare because we went to the stadium in Toulouse where the All Blacks are playing in Namibia, and outside there was a big, um, there was a big signpost there, and it said uh, 2007 Rugby World Cup, and I was like, oh, that's are they Ooh. trying to haunt us? No, supporters no, no, when they're no, winning no, 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 no. so I was like no <laughs> we don't no, we don't talk about that one. that one didn't
0: happen that was the year the, uh, yeah, the World we Cup was cancelled it was, it was cancelled in 2007 <laughs> you, you just tell those confident French, uh, fr- French rugby supporters how many have you won mate how many have you won and uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people That's are riding thing. off the All Blacks Here's the funny thing, international bookmakers aren't writing off the All Blacks. Funny that. Hey, uh, my bit of advice, <laughs> next time you're with Stephen Donald and he embarrasses you, um, mm. just drop, drop out a line, mon partenaire est un idiot. <laughs> <laughs> mon partena
6: est un idiot.
0: Yeah, so basically my partner is an idiot, is kind of what I said there. Mon <laughs> <laughs> Et est un idiot. There you go. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. My, my, I, I failed French at school, but I, I, re, I, re, oh, don't I remember that up, line. Dad.
6: Don't sit me down. <laughs> my button is empty. It's how you order
1: a coffee.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's how you order a, a Kiwi flat white, mate. Uh, Izzy, great to hear your oh. voice, mate. Keep out of trouble. Give our best to Beev. We miss you. We look forward to having you
6: both back. Yeah, thanks, lads. Enjoy your your week, and uh,
1: cheers for the call. Take care. Bang! There you go,
0: I'm missing him. What a good time they have!
1: <laughs> he is too. And if you're following him on social, um, Instagram, Izzy Dag? He's mate. Some of the some of the places that they're going to, uh, like he just he just rattled out their Game of Thrones. A lot of those big castles and and old ruins and buildings, mate. They do look like. Um, they're out of a set, straight off the set of, uh, yeah. you know, Game of Thrones. So <laughs> make me laugh about the food. He's, he don't mind a baguette too. Don't worry about that. And he will find a sausage roll to go on it. I'm sorry. Uh,
0: I don't trust people who don't like baguettes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what is there to what is there to not like about a baguette, Kimpy? Seriously. <laughs>
1: Here's a, a text comes straight in from Uncle Brett down in Huntley. Miss your cat. <laughs> and uh, Yes, we all miss we all miss him, uh, Uncle Brett. Thanks for the thanks for the text. But I, I look at Dan. I, I agree with you around baguettes. Like you well, you can't go into France without getting a baguette. It's the first thing you buy. <laughs> like you walk in, and there's a. I remember going there, and you go, I'm going, Oh, I'm hungry. And you look around, and the guy's got a baguette, shoves it straight in your face. Just a baguette with cheese in it. It's like that's the sta- stable diet. Oh.
0: oh, they're pastries. Oh God, I'm so hungry now, Kimpi. I'm so hungry. Well, so are the boys and they're still waiting for their breakfast then. Yeah. Whether it's croissant, um, cocavane. Yeah, I'll just stop now because I'm not doing myself any favours because it's still only 18 minutes after 8 o'clock. It's a long time to 9 o'clock when you you start getting this hungry. (laughs) When you start getting this hungry. Uh, We will take a short break. Uh, You are with... um, he for Kimpi and Kimpi for breakfast, although I'm Daniel. Uh, thanks to Kimus Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Keep your messages coming in on double eight double three. If you're late at the party, firstly, where have you been? You've missed out. You've missed out on a whole heap. Um, our can't wait question of the day with news that potentially, possibly, we would host a Commonwealth Games in 2034. We want to know what sports should we tailor to our Commonwealth Games? Because, of course, only athletics and swimming are um, a mandatory uh, events to be uh, had. Uh, so go on, what uh, sports should we host? And where would we host them? That's, that's the important thing. I've had some wild texts, like uh, a lot of our uh, listeners want, want, the, want the swimming events actually in the ocean. Um, the rougher, the better. M- maybe to increase television viewership around the globe. Uh, what sports would you like in 2034 and where should they be held? Do let us know. It's 19 and a half minutes after 8 o'clock. We will be back after this.
4: And opposing Sudanese armed factions have declared a new ceasefire so civilians can get out. But there's still no indication if the fighting has actually stopped The previous agreements failed. SENZ radio.nz Sport next
6: is the Inkembe powered
0: by Kubota and its range of construction, agriculture and implement machinery.
4: Catch the best of live racing. Download the TAB app today. From our partners at Harness Racing New Zealand, Jill New Zealand Cup winner copy. That'll be back in action at Alexandra Park tomorrow night, seven days after taking out the $1 million race by Grins at Cambridge Raceway. And from our partners at New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing, Saturday's Pukekohe meeting may be a guide to who contests the Queensland Winter Carnival with the champagne stakes for two-year-olds and championship stakes for three-year-olds. More insight 30 on SCNZ. All the big moments from the world of sport. scnzradio.nz. Weather brought to you by Crown Forklifts. There's nothing like a new crown. Simply the best. Auckland weather, mostly cloudy with isolated showers, mainly north of the Harbour Bridge, nor easterly winds. We've got a high of 24, dropping to a low of 18. Join us for Phoenix Nation from 3 this afternoon on SENZ or grab the SENZ app.
0: Twenty seven away from nine AM, Daniel and Kempe for breakfast. On SCNZ, Champions League updates. Inter Milan lead Benfica two goals to one, second leg of the uh, quarterfinal in Milan. They lead 4-1 on aggregate. They will go through. Or Milan semi-final, I think, is how the draw lines up. How good would that be? They, of course, not only share a city, they share a stadium. Um, Inter Milan, AC Milan. Pretty sure that's the way it works. And it looks like Manchester City will uh, take on Real Madrid. I've got their calculations correct. Because Man City are leading Bayern Munich 1-0 on the day and 4-0 on aggregate. Guess who scored? Erling Haaland, I think, can is 48th goal of the season in 40 games. Yep. As prolific as you were, dotting down.
1: (laughs) In a season? Yeah, my dreams.
0: (laughs) Or 48 assists. You were were putting people through gaps. At least 48. That's more like it. That's more like it. That's a a standard Another pop pass through a yawning gap. The kingmaker. The The kingmaker, exactly. All right, it is uh, time now. To go to Joe. Jokes by Joe. Are we hitting around the grounds? We're
3: hitting Great around doubt. the grounds. Yeah, yeah. Let's bounce around the grounds. Let's start with the NBA going on today. You got three games. Grizzlies, Lakers, eleven thirty. Uh Lakers lead one nil. Who you got, guys? Lakers. All
0: day. Is John Morant playing?
3: I actually don't know. I don't
0: think so. Nah, he's not game playing. Game time he's decision? He's out. I can't make a game I can't make a game time decision as far as this part. Oh, I'll go to the Lakers if he's not playing.
3: Okay, you're right. He actually is a game-time decision. Lakers, if he's not playing.
0: Oh, wow. So if he is playing? The Grizzlies, clearly. Really? Okay. I, I don't I make that. I you hope your listening skills were better last night on your date.
3: No, no, I'm, I'm interesting. I, I, sorry, I, I'm listening. I think it's interesting, I guess. Uh, Bucks, Heat? Bucks. 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 Buck uh, stops here, mate. <laughs> nuggets, Timberwolves? Nuggets. Nuggets. Okay, Nuggies. Nuggets. Cool. Um, let's head to Super Rugby, 7pm Friday night Chiefs, Fiji and Drua are
1: you, are you actually asking that question?
0: I am Mate, we've already said it They don't lose another game this year Well, no, Kempy said that, in fairness <laughs> Kempy said that uh, Later on Chris and, and, I- But, I, I, but, I, but um, you know, big call Remains alive for another week I think they'll bet the Drua We are Clayton McMillan on the show earlier by the way if you want to catch that and uh, if you could check out our socials Crusaders Rebels The Patched The Patch uh, Blues Yeah, Village to the Dam win that one
3: Yeah, yeah Blues
0: Waratahs <laughs> 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 The Blues Cruise don't, I don't know who the Waratahs are I'm not sure if they're really good Some days I think they are Some they're not. I'll go the Blues
3: 9.30 Saturday, Highlanders Force.
1: Oh, I think they pull a real good one out of the bag for um, Nuggie Smith to the Highlanders. They uh, they get this done. Where is that game?
3: I actually don't know. Perth, I think.
0: Yeah. If it's 9.30, it's got to be Perth. Yeah. Ooh. It is in Perth. Yeah. That's, that's a close one. Just for a point of difference. So, I can have bragging rights over Kempi on Monday. <laughs> You've invited me back stupidly. I'll go the force for the upset of the round. <laughs>
3: Tonight's Panthers Rabbulos heading to NRL action. Rabbits for me. Panthers Maul, eat, disintegrate. Nom nom.
1: Eels, <laughs> sorry, Eels Broncos. <laughs> uh, this is going out of town. It's not at the Eels home ground, even though it's their home game. But I think the Eels get the Bronx top of table.
0: The Broncos every day of the week, Kimmy. The Broncos are never going to lose another your, NRL game
1: ever. That's your team. We are
0: back. We are back. We're going to go unbeaten this year, next year, the it's year after be a sad that. Day or Monday. We are back. Bring we are tissues. back.
3: Broncos Warriors Grand Final. Warriors win by one point. <laughs> uh, Tuesday nights, nine PM. <laughs> it's the Anzac clash: Warriors versus Storm. Can we do it? Yes, we can do it.
1: How much by, Kimi? I think I think the twelve and a half at five bucks that Paulie's offering up the TAB. Every day of the week. That's good, man. That's
0: good money. They ain't getting beat The numbers are a bit odd, aren't they? Yeah, they are. No, of course not. Of course not. You know, the the history tells us one thing. Um, The average score, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. The average score in the last seven games between the Warriors and Storm on Anzac Day, 41 points to 10. Wow. Um, There's no way on earth are we going to see a repeat of that. I'm still going the Storm, though. Kempe, I still need to be convinced. Yeah, and probably, teams in the top, I did, teams I did in the top a, half of the competition, at uh, away from home, and you, you win this game. My lord, your stock goes up through the Warriors
1: <laughs> And I got a, I got a message from um, my nephew in England, who watches running it straight, watched yesterday's show, and yep. said he gave me a serve. Don't you start tipping the Warriors. You'll put the hoodoo on them. So take that for what you will do <laughs> it however you want. I'm tipping out the, the Warriors. I think they can get it, get it done.
3: I agree, Kim. I know the
0: segment's Sorry, Joe I know oh, okay. the segment's called Round the Grounds Can I go back around And into the ground again And change my mind? I yeah. don't want to be on the force My family in the Highlanders' country Will never welcome me back again I'm going the Highlanders Too late, done You've got, yeah, a, new,
3: you've got a new family here, Daniel Don't worry about it uh, And <laughs> A-League Western Sydney Wanderers Versus the Phoenix Daniel, can the Phoenix get it done?
0: They can, but they won't It will be a draw Yeah. Makes sense. Is that because Chris Wood is a striker? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's because Western Sydney... (laughs) That's because... (laughs) What? You and Chris Wood don't get along or something. I think he's a great player. I think Chris Wood is a great player. I know you're having a laugh. Uh, Why do I think that? Because Western Sydney Wanderers are very good. They're fourth and very, very miserly. Uh, A bit like Joe on his date last night at the bar. uh, They don't often find their wallet. They don't concede much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I go one-one. Phoenix always score
3: one-one. <laughs> and boxing Sunday morning. I know you're excited for this one, Kempy. Uh, Javonta Davis against Ryan the Flash Ooh. Garcia. Who you ba- got
1: some bad blood too. Some bad blood. I'm going Garcia. I think Garcia gets the smaller man. Um, I don't know if it's a knockout. Neeps is trying to talk it into me in the eighth round.
2: I'd love a left, like a cheeky left hook, in the eighth round would be a nice one for me, Kimpy. I think they'll go hell for leather at some
1: stage in the fight, and uh, I think Garcia stops him.
3: You're a boxing man, Daniel.
0: Garcia wins the decision.
3: Nice, nice. All right, and uh, we'll finish it off with um, pacing for purpose. That's where we, uh, if you don't know, Daniel, that's where we select uh, highness racing horse uh, for charity. What's that charity, Kimpy? Uh, kids can, isn't it? Kids can, yep, that's right, that's right. Today, well, I'm Don't gonna... ask
0: me for a good tip.
3: <laughs> well, don't ask me usually for a good tip, but I'm going to give you a good one. Uh, OK Boomer. Is that because you're a boomer? Yes. OK <laughs> Boomer in the fourth at Addington, number four. Uh, Brilliant. Why, why did I choose it? Well, Natalie Rasmussen is driving. She drove, self-assured, to a valiant third at the race on Friday. Uh, you're not going to get much money for it. It's down to $1.70. We hopped on at two fifty, so I'm feeling good about it. Nice, Joe. OK
0: Boomer. That's why you're tipping OK Boomer, because it's a magnificent name, isn't it? It is.
3: It's it ticking that box. I'm a, I'm a big fan yes. of, of Boomers. I really like you and uh, and Kempy Daniel. <laughs> 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 He's
1: here. He's on his way, Joe. He's on his way. It's, uh yep, a nice little bit of banter there from Dan McCarty and Joe. I was for, just, getting my, pa- <laughs> I was just getting my passport
0: to... I was just trying to find my birth certificate
3: <laughs> I'm scared now <laughs> anyways actually today is my last day not not ever but I'm, I'm going down to Raglan tomorrow so see you on Monday Daniel hopefully things have cooled down by then
0: see you in Raglan mate oh. <laughs> coming for a drive uh, number 4 race 4 wasn't it number 4 race 4 OK Boomer yeah uh, awesome stuff thank you very much Joe good stuff it's 19 away from uh, 9 o'clock back after this 14 away from nine o'clock, updating the Champions League just seconds ago, about 10 seconds to be here for, in fact, uh, Bayern Munich have levelled it up at one apiece uh, on the day in the second leg of the Champions League quarterfinals against Manchester City, so one all, but they still trail 4-1 on aggregate, uh, 10 minutes plus at a time remaining, surely, surely no. Uh, Benfica and Inter are playing out an absolute classic, Inter Milan lead three goals to two with one minute before hit the 90-minute mark. Uh, uh, Into leading three goals to two, and five two on aggregate. Kempi who we got up next.
1: Yes, with the summer well and truly over here in New Zealand, many Kiwi trainers will be looking to take their horses to the warmer shores of Queensland for the upcoming carnival. And Robbie Patterson, he's had some success over the last year with the likes of the Fearless One, Non plume who could both be making a return this year. He joins us. Is it from the gap this morning, Rob? Have you been there with the boys?
7: Oh, I've been at the gap. Uh, Kimpy a uh, bit low key today. Alan's been off and away, and uh, so it's been a bit quiet.
1: <laughs> Mate, real quiet if Alan Sherrick isn't around there. Just tell us a little bit, Rob, about um, your trip to Queensland. You've, you're taking the fearless one and non-deplumed back. You've got a good young and two, a filly by the name of Bo Hill. Tell us a bit about that.
7: Yeah, I, I, it's sort of up in the air, really, what I'm going to take. Um, they've all got to come up and. Uh, and uh, show they're worth taking over. Um, the fearless one, he's he's going to have a uh, trial on Monday, and then he'll have a race it uh, to Raph over the next sort of couple of weeks, and he'll tell us whether, where he's at. Um, same with Nom de Plume, um, the sort of owners are humming the hara whether she goes or not. So she's going to have to really put a foot in the tool to go. Um, Bo Hill, um, yeah, she's a very exciting filly. Uh, she's potentially, um, but she's going to have to have a race again, and prove her worth to go. Um, I've got a few other ones here. Um, Mary Louise, one bold cat. Um, there are two real nice horses. uh, of Eddie Burks, uh, who owns the fearless one as well. So it's whoever puts the hand up. Um, and I've got another filly, unbeaten filly, Ters the She's won uh, two starts, um, and she's a real promising horse coming back. So, uh, yeah, it's sort of, I've got a few in the mix, and it's just whoever puts the hands up, really.
1: Mate, we got, we got a, a texter come in here and said, can we ask you about a filly called Tazia? Um, what it's up to looked very promising early on, uh, and hasn't seen been seen since November. That's from JD.
7: Yeah, well, that's the horse uh, I just mentioned. Uh, yeah, she she just got a throat infection and um, and uh, looked a bit ugly there for a while. Uh, but uh, she had a spout and she's come back and uh, she's galloping super. Um, she gallops with a horse called Contributor, who's a very good horse, uh, and she's got lap panels on her every every gallop. Uh, so she's going to jump out next week, and um, yeah, we'll just see where she's at. But uh, I'm pretty sure when she lines up she's going to be pretty competitive uh, wherever she starts sort of the next three weeks.
1: Rob, you're having a good season. I think you're sitting third on the premiership um, the last time I looked. What have, what have you put the season down to? It's been a, a great crop of three-year-olds, don't you think?
7: Yeah, I've had some nice fillies come through. Um, uh, I just, with Coventina Bay over the last few seasons, uh, just helped my numbers and uh, and I've got real good staff around and yeah, it's just sort of all gelled together this season and um, yeah, long it may continue. You're only as good as your next runner in this game, I tell you.
1: Yeah, I'll get told that all the time too. Don't worry when I'm visiting, visiting you boys down at the Gap. Hey, um, what about coming up, Rob, this weekend? We've got uh, the Manco, obviously the Easter Handicap, the big race at Pukekohe. You got anything else running around uh, today down in or on the weekend?
7: No, I got nothing today, uh, nothing Sunday. I've got three down at Rickerton on uh, Saturday. Um, they all could themselves well last week. Winkle Bay, close second. But unlucky, Conor Karen runs second and then Margarita Veloce won all last week. So uh, they're all lined up again. Um, Conor here I sent him down hoping they'd get a bit of rain and they look like they're going to get a lot of rain on Friday. So he'll be a massive chance. He loves a wet track. Um, Margarita Votula, who won the other day, she's stepping from 12 to a mile and um, she'll appreciate a bit of sting in the track and she's going down and weight. I think she would be a massive chance. And uh, Winkle Bay, if she runs straight, does everything right she can be pretty competitive as well so all three of them at Rickerton will be all good bets each way bets for sure
0: Robbie Patterson never a dull day in your world mate sounds like you've got a whole heap on not only this week but the weeks ahead thanks so much for dropping by on ECNZ. nah champion guys have a great day it is now eight and a half minutes away from nine o'clock we'll catch up with
4: Smithy after this very short break